You are now listening to an uncut, unedited version of the recording after the latest episode of the You Run Podcast Horror Movie Review. So that's it, guys. Well done. Season champions of Broken Spirit as of yet. We still have one more contender to go, but it's looking pretty promising once again for you. You have been knocked off the top spot for the total of maybe two weeks. I think we had the franchise head in between. Yeah, so it would have been two weeks, I think. Technically, in terms of recording. You're pleased to be back in the top spot? Feeling nice and comfortable back on your throne? I was just happy that the only person that actually got past was Heather. I kind of figured she would seeing um like the after like the last guest i was like right heather's definitely going to beat that score because it's only like three questions she's definitely taking the top spot heather's so I wasn't yeah me and scott had a peg pretty early on scott was a lot more confident than i was because i know heather's a gambler and i knew or at least i thought i knew that she wouldn't pull away and she 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 did uh question eight but i thought she would have gone i thought she would have not about and just gone all the way you guys almost, almost yeah. risked it all. What, what was the last question? The yeah, answer. who is it? Yeah. Who is that guy? Ben Willis. See, I knew it was a B. I knew there was a Ben or a Bill. A I ben, you would know you were right. As soon as I said Ben Willis, you'd like, of course it's fucking Ben Willis. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole plot the whole plot in part two is it's his son, and his yes. name is Will Benson. And then the whole plot reveal is like, oh, Will Benson, I'm, I'm Ben Willis' son. It makes very logical sense. But that's yeah, kind of I, I don't really thing. remember the second one as much. The first one I've seen there's like, a way more. There's like a bit of a memory of that like sputtering back into my head now that you've said it. But I, we would never have got that in a million yeah, years. I got, so yeah, I got it's like the sort of in the rain graveyard scene on this tropical island. And he pops up and he's like, oh, don't you get it? It's Ben Wilson or Ben Willie. I don't fucking know what he says, but it doesn't <laughs> it makes little to no sense either way. I mean that's that's that franchise in general. I yeah. like the first two, I must be honest. I do like the first two. I don't think they're too bad. Have you guys seen the third in that? I think I've seen no. it once and I vow to never watch it again. Yeah, a I can't what is it? Yeah. Uh, what's uh, it called? I'll always know what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's dreadful. It really is something it's, shocking. It has honestly. nothing to do with the first two of that thing. It doesn't know, and it's like um, he's, he's Ben Willis is like now a proper ghost poltergeist thing in this one. He's yeah, terrible. It's different, <laughs> different actors. No, no one comes back. It's so yeah. bad. It's like a made for TV kind of shape standard stuff. It's not what you want to be watching, really. No. But yeah, we are here to talk about movie. horror movie news, guys. So this week, have you guys seen the new Wednesday trailer? What do you think about that? I did. I watched it. Did it come out today or did it come out yesterday? It came out yesterday because it was Wednesday. Well, no, because we've got to keep with the times here, Fog. This came, this came this out, came out two, two weeks this ago. This came now. out weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This came out two yes, weeks ago. Well, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Cut that out, Scott. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have seen it. It looks pretty good. I'm hoping it's um, as dark as the trailer's putting it out to be. Yeah, I was really surprised by the trailers because I was expecting this to be a very sort of... I just think we're so used to seeing the Adams family portrayed in a childlike manner and then you get that mm. scene in the trailer where she puts the piranhas in the tank yeah, and they're swinging by that guy's willy off and I was like, holy shit, this is, this is actually going to be really, really dark. I'm just not sure where they're going to take it. I'm really hoping they don't sort of lean too much into that Sabrina the Teenage Witch revamp that they did on Netflix. 
Oh yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Tim Burton. I liked doing the it last first time. season. I liked the first season of that, but it just sort of felt like it lost its way a bit towards towards the end. Have you seen the, the new Wednesday trailer, Katie? Yeah, I have. I actually got asked like what what I was more excited about, that or the Rob Zombie movie that's coming out. And obviously, usually I'd be more inclined to say Rob Zombie, but that just does not look like something I'm going to be interested at all. So I am I'm I'm looking forward to it. It does look like my kind of film. I do like that they're taking like a, a new spin on it. As a show, oh. I think the Wednesday so, is a show. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good then, because you know yeah. they could do a lot with that. But um, I, I really like that a lot of people really don't rate Gomez in this version. Um, yeah, some people are complaining already. I oh, like him. He's a really, really good actor, and I like the way that they've sort of incorporated the two between the the films that we've seen previously and the animation. Because in the animation, yeah. he's a lot shorter, and I, I like it. And I like the guy as an actor. I think he's going to do an incredible job in this. I really do. Um, he, look, he was Zeta sexy Jones. in the Adams family, like that that one in the, in the 90s. original films. Like, yeah, yeah, I really oh, like yeah. Raul Julia you know. is awesome in that role. He is awesome. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of those films, but um, I quite like the animations that have come out recently. I do like those as well. So I'm interested to see where it goes. It feels like Tim Burton might get himself back to his roots with this, and yeah, and give us something. I'm hoping it's not as uh, crap as uh, Dark Shadows. It seems like a little bit of a mixture, if I'm honest with you. It feels like yeah. it's that sort of tone with it, but not... Um, I don't know. I don't know. If it takes that whole school teen procedural thing like Sabrina the Teenage Witch did, I might lose interest in it pretty quickly. But I think based on the source material and the characters, I think it's something that I'm looking forward to investing my time in. I don't, I don't know how it's going to pan out yeah. But as it stands at the moment, I'm a lot more optimistic about seeing this trailer than I was when I first saw the little snippets about General Ortega being cast. Well, when it first got announced and then they said that Tim Burton was going to be involved, I was like, okay, I'm down. I'll pretty much watch most of the stuff that he does. The only one I was avoided when he did was Dark Shadows because I was like, it looks a bit too campy. Yeah, I mean, me and Scott have spoke about this before. I just think Tim Best, Tim Burton works best with no budget. Like, yeah, he has stripping no back, Yeah, just stripping back to practical effects and, and no CGI shite involved that it can't be done in post. If he has to create it physically himself, he can make some really cool and creative stuff. But if he's just leaving it to a computer to add it in afterwards, it just doesn't suit his style of filmmaking, I don't think. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um Anything else, guys? Anything you've been watching? Anything you see? Anything new that's coming out? I mean, I watched that Prey. I watched uh, Day Shift. They were pretty, both pretty good. I've heard Day Shift's pretty cool. It's it's not too bad. It's not as horror as, like, as I was expecting. It's more of like John Wick meets vampires. It's probably the best way I'd describe it, but less stylish. Yeah, it kind of looks like a 90s stoner comedy with Snoop Dogg being a vampire killer. <laughs> <laughs> Dog's not actually in it as much. He's only is he in, not? He's in like a scene towards the first half hour, give or take, and then comes back at the end. Have, have you seen it, Kate? Have you watched Day Shift yet? I haven't. No, but I've heard uh, like mixed to positive things about it. So it's um, definitely fun. 
Yeah, a lot of people have come out saying it's a lot more fun than they anticipated it being. So I'll, I'll check it out when I get around to it. Again, I haven't seen Prey either. That's supposed to be awesome. Probably like the I best would... since the original. I've even heard some people yeah. saying it is better than the original. I would personally put it the original Predator and then Prey. I think it's definitely better than the sequels. Wow, that's cool. Again, have you seen that either, Katie? Or are you with me and just not watching anything new at the minute? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember this. So I watched this movie with Pierce Brosnan in it, who was like a crazed doctor. It was an A24 film. What's it called? What, like a recent one? Yeah. Not a clue. I didn't even know he was um, doing the A24 stuff. The last yeah. time I saw Pierce Brosnan did anything was that, um, did you see that No Escape thing with Owen Wilson where it was like the terrorists in the hotel and stuff? And... I didn't That's see that. Cool That's a cool, cool film. I tend to avoid Owen Wilson. <laughs> False positive. So this movie, this fucking movie, it is so good. Oh, oh my god! I was so this woman is like she's like a really like upscale New York high flyer, paying for, um, like. They're basically they can't get pregnant naturally so they go and see pierce brosnan uh and he's a doctor and it's very strange um they're, he's he's supposed to be like the best of of helping them conceive and there's this really awkward insemination scene which is supposed to be somewhat ethereal but i just was like looking away i just felt like it was too much for me um and you know it, it kind of feels like that all the way uh through the movie it's just too much it's just kind of like it i don't know it, it's it, essentially i mean am i allowed to spoil it are you gonna watch it i don't know i don't know how much i can say but it's, it's away, yeah i'll probably no, watch I'm, it all right so <clears throat> so first of all what the fuck is this that, that she she manages to get pregnant through with three children sorry three children so she's, triple, she's having triplets no interestingly there's twins in one sack and one in the other and it's called so what happens when you have this um when you don't have a natural conception um this what you can actually end up getting two sacks of children and if you're more prone to miscarriage you kind of have to make this selection of which one you can pick i never even knew this was a thing and i was thinking this is so made up but it's actually a thing um so she's and and by the way for somehow they he knows the gender of the babies when they're like not even I think they're like eight or nine weeks old. I mean, yeah, okay, she's having a transvaginal scan, but you can't really tell genitals until 16 weeks. So I was just kind of like, um, this isn't... So who's it? Piers Brosnan can work out what they are through Jedi powers. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, okay, you've got two boys and one girl, and she's always fantasized about having a girl, uh, but... That's what he's saying is like you, you know, you it's taken a really long time for you to get pregnant, and it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to carry all these to term. There's a huge risk of miscarriage, so you have to make a choice of one or the other. And he he suggested, you know, save the boys. And she said, No, I you know, get rid of 
and I'm just thinking Jesus Christ this is heavy you know that she's having to pick her child like which which one she wants them him to abort and which one she wants to carry so throughout the film she believes that she's carrying a little girl turns out she isn't it's actually he what he's done there's he's he's managed to have this woman thinking the whole time that she's carrying one baby when she's actually been carrying two i mean she is as big as a fucking house and i'm sorry if you think <laughs> that that is one baby there's something wrong with you because like do you know what i mean it was obvious that like i don't know so she has no idea she's going to all these scans for some uh, some reason like what they've just hidden the fact that there's two babies and I'm just, I'm like, right, okay. And it, it's just like the doctor continues to get more and more sinister. She finds this file, which is, um, hate to talk about it, but satanic uh, things oh, going right, on. right, okay. Is that, the, um, is that and, where it goes, is it? So it's kind of like alluded to, but it's not really explicitly explained what he's doing with the fetuses. Yeah. Oh no. It gets really A24 in the last five minutes when she throws her two children her two little boys out the window. Symbolically, they just fly away while Peter Pan is playing in the background. She then she then literally (laughs) she then goes off and uh, into her uh you know, because it turns out that it was a symbolic thing. She didn't really throw them out the window um she she just she was obsessed with peter pan and she was like go fly away children um and and yeah then she she just goes off into her she goes off into her uh bedroom oh my god and there's this whole thing where she's just like she's given birth to the boys and she's like where's my daughter and he's still got her fetus in a bag like it's well the one that i removed at the beginning it was in her the whole time. He never aborted it. He let it grow inside her. And then so she gave birth to one of them and she goes to a natural doula because she's like, this guy is crazy. Like, I don't trust him. He's satanic. I've seen all this shit. I don't believe him. And she's having this really natural birth. And then all of a sudden she's just <laughs> blood everywhere. And they're like, you need to go to a hospital. And she's like, no. So she gives birth and she's like, you're crowning, you're having a placental eruption. I'm just like, oh my God. And then all That's of a sudden. That's the best sound effect I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just there. The doctor, Pierce Brosnan, is just there. And he's like, you're giving birth again. And she's like, what? And he comes out and there's another babe. And she's like, where's my daughter? And then she passes out. And it turns out she's carried all three babies, but that's not explicitly clear. And she's really upset and angry that she's been carrying these twins and not her daughter. And the the husband's just like, it's a gift. It doesn't make sense why this happened, but it did. And we just have to work through it. And it's like, it's not a fucking gift. It's awful. Like, this, what is this guy done to your wife? What's wrong with you, you freak? Yeah, then- that's not creepy as fuck. Yeah, and so she she's she's furious because she's not getting an opportunity to, to have the daughter that she's always wanted. She's not bonding with the baby. She's like, no, I don't want you. I want my daughter. Where where are you? Where's my kid? So she goes off to the abortion off office. I mean, sorry, the pregnancy office, whatever you want to call it. She and she goes into the room. She's just like, look, I'm I'm just here for my daughter. For some reason, she knows that the daughter is in the building. 
And uh, he's just like, I'm sorry, I, I know it's upsetting, and then just sort of pulls out this needle, and she's like, she just beats the shit out of him, punching him, punching him. He's going, oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> and it's just like knocking, literally knocking. Out. And then this really bitchy receptionist comes in and goes, I don't think you want to do that. Like, and she, and she, she's like, you're not leaving. What do you think? And she's just like, fuck you, just stabs her. <laughs> and yeah. And then on the side is her daughter in a little plastic bag and she collects her daughter and she's covered. She walks out into the receptionist and goes, I think you better find another doctor. Like really dead ass to a load of people in reception. And they're just like, oh, oh. and then she just walks out of the building covered in blood. Cause that's actually the beginning of the film. You see her covered in blood with a bag. Turns out it's her and her kid. Um, oh, so so it's one of those where it shows you the ending at the beginning and then it, it yeah, and you're just like, the fuck? why is she walking through the street covered in blood with a plastic bag? What's that about? So that's when she goes back to the flat and the whole symbolism of her throwing her kids out the window that were the boys, but she doesn't really. You just think that she does. They kind of float away in a really shitty 90s-esque kind of way. And it's just very like, all right, did, did they... Did they did they smush on the tarmac or was that I don't know? <laughs> and then and then the next thing we see is the husband comes in and she's just like, take them, take them, take the boys. I want to be with my daughter. And he, they, he literally just walks out the flat with these two crying babies, and she just pulls her tit out, gets her her aborted fetus, puts it to it to a tit, and it's supposed to be a really beautiful moment and. Uh, the fetus sucks a nipple and then it ends. But it's not even dead. This is an actual live baby fetus. I think she's so fucking crazy by that point that we're just seeing it through her perception. But it's so that's um that's that. I've seen I've seen some pretty fucking weird shit, but that sounds that sounds about as far as I think I'm willing to go. Yeah, at it's least I don't need to watch it now. It's it's A24. I, I should weird stuff. I, I mean, I said I shouldn't give... I literally told you the whole film, didn't I? But, like, you know... I'll still watch I, can... I think I'll still watch that. I'll, I will go and check that out. Just so I can it's... see if the sound effects you've made are as accurate as what they are in the film. Yeah, it's got a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not... It, like, you know, people aren't mainly... like then It's not a hugely coveted film. I don't think it's, it's widely liked by many people except for the... That's fine. I don't, I don't watch anything above 50% anyway, usually. <laughs> that seems to yeah. be my demographic. If it's above 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, then it's usually something I'm not going to enjoy. It can't be, it's not as bad as a lamb, at least. Lamb I do you, do you know what? Lamb made me think a lot. And I think that while it was a complete contrived A24 film, it wasn't as contrived as Pierce Brosnan being a weirdo, keeping fetuses in people without telling them and trying to stab them kind of thing, you know? Lamb at when least you, was... When Lam you guys got a fall was... on A24, what's your, what's, your, what's your take on A24? Where are you at with it at the moment? Do you kind of feel like it's an overhyped studio or are you in board do you like do you like the kind of content they're producing i there's some stuff that i really like and there's some stuff that i really don't like i do think it's overhyped and i don't like that you have to like understand all these different nuances and layers to a film to fully enjoy it for instance when i first saw midsummer i had no idea what the fuck was going on and no, i didn't like, like midsummer I, 
I had to watch it a second time with closed captions that was actually depicting what was happening scene by scene to understand because it was too artsy fartsy for me. Um, yeah. I I don't I, you know I, I like symbology and, and nuances and all that kind of stuff as much as anyone. I love a good art film every now and then, but some of it is just um, yeah. I, me and Zayford we're working on the disturbing iceberg together um and midsummer's on level one and zayford is it's been on his watch list for a, a long time but he just can't bring himself to put it's him, not put like it i can't side. bring myself to it i just find something else that i'd rather watch that's what i mean he's just it's it, not it, it, you I'm, know... I'm calling it out like it's shit like i like midsummer i think there's a lot there to digest i mean the cinematography mm -hmm. is beautiful florence Pugh does a fantastic job in her role the story itself is great. I just think it's very long-winded and artsy, like you say. I don't think it necessarily requires that level of of um, drawn-out mystery that goes with it. I think hmm. the cinematography is great. They do some very, very spectacular camera work in that. And I, I like it and I hate it at the same time, if that makes sense. My real experiences with A24 comes off the back of Hereditary was my first encounter with any of their films and hereditary blew my mind and still to this day i think hereditary is one of the best modern day horror films i think what that did was outstanding people that don't like that film i don't i don't get it when people say to me oh, hereditary is fucking shit I, I i can't understand how anybody can sit and watch that film and think that it's shit that i don't get scared by horror films in any form like to me it's just a film these days, but watching Hereditary, there was moments throughout that film where I was like, holy fucking shit. That theme where she runs across that ceiling and starts banging her head against a loft ladder. Yeah. And then she's floating and she's cutting her neck with the, the piano wire. I was mm. like, fuck Absolutely. me, this is insane. I mean, it yeah. builds to such a momentum. And there's so many shock factor elements throughout that film. I was, I, I, I genuinely think that is one of the greatest modern day horror films. Um, and then my second experience was Midsummer, and is it Midsummer or Midsummer? I suppose it depends where you're from. Midsummer, it means anybody yeah. Yorkshire, so it's Midsummer. It's Midsummer to us. Yeah. Midsummer with a U. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Again, I just I liked it. Cinematography was great. Very very well directed. Um, it just seems like they've kind of built this reputation for themselves now, and they're kind of rolling with it. Along with men, I haven't seen men yet, and I really like the director who has done men. But I've just heard such bad things about it regarding how Don't. suggestive and over the top it is with it. Don't. Have you seen it, Kate? Have you seen, have you seen it, Kate? Yes, yes I have. You know, the cinematography was up there with Midsummer. It was a fantastic film up until the last 20 minutes. Um, 10 10 minutes and um, it really let itself down with the ending i found myself at the end feeling so disappointed at how it turned into this art thing that it didn't need to be it didn't need it it did the ending was so unnecessary from somebody who actually enjoys body horror to a point i found it so pandering to some oh, body horror was it in the end in the end, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want any spoilers, by the way, because I, no, I do I intend on watching it. But uh, does it go it, quite? I because I've seen who's the guy it goes who very, plays. The it movie? goes very, and it's it's like I I felt myself like afterwards. 
I felt myself having to like research what other people felt about it because it's it's literally the first movie this has ever happened. There was like five or six people that walked out of the cinema and tutted because they were so like, Ugh, what the hell was that? You know? Um, oh, it sounds like I'm more I'm more excited to watch this now than based on that because I just I thought from what I've seen from it and what I've heard about it, it was very much symbolic of domestic abuse and all the rest of it. I mean, the guy who plays the man, the men, the multiple men, he's an incredible British actor. I can't, I'm embarrassed now that I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Rory Keener? Keenan? Keenan? He's a guy who has sex with a pig in Black Mirror. Yeah, the first episode. Yeah, and he's also in Penny Dreadful and plays Frankenstein's monster. He's 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 great. I love him. Uh, Rory Keenan or something like that. Yeah, it's Rory Keenan. Rory Rory Keenan, I think. I think Keenan. Something like that. Rory something. Yeah. Anyway, he's great. He's great. And but one reason I can it's directed by the same guy who did Ex Machina, which I love. I love Ex Machina as well. And 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 some of the stuff he's done is great. And I remember it coming up for all the hype of it, and you see the trailers and the posters. I was like, I'm gonna be there on day one when this comes out. I'm gonna see it. And it's almost like it just came and went. And I feel like A24, A24 does that with a lot of their films. They don't do they either invest fully into them or they just kind of... Yeah, they're very hit on Miss Atwell. Yeah, and it just kind of comes and goes. I mean, they've got a slasher of comedy, which, to be honest with you, probably is already out by this point. I think it was supposed to be coming out in August and it was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, I think it's um, out in America, but it's not over here yet. Yeah, and it's just like, that again is like there's no trailers there's no hype around it and they just sort of they seem to have built this reputation on themselves where it's like oh it's day 24 we don't need to advertise now people will just come to us i think they did they did drop a trailer but it didn't look great it was slasher it was like a slasher with a bunch of uh teens having a slumber party and it was very yeah the word woke but it was very teenage girls of now using the phones very teeny boppy (laughs) teeny boppy i love it yeah i kind of feel like a24 like they don't really care about their british audience to be honest with you um like whenever i've gone to see an a24 film in the cinema i always sit the the credits like and i wait for the you know the the promos the previews because there's always something hidden at the end of the credits typically in american screenings they don't care about it here and it's 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 frustrating especially when you do you have like an interest in the film and it's really like you've really got into it you want to see that little bit of extra but they just they don't you know, and I've I've not been the only one. Um, when I went to go see X, there were like I don't know twenty of us that were sat there like waiting for something to come on post credits, and I actually had to look up the the post credit uh, advert on uh, U- YouTube. Because yeah, I'm, the, I am completely oblivious to this. What's that then? So A twenty four do post credit scenes, but it's an advert for upcoming so production. For X, so for X, they had the trailer for Pearl, or like a sort of a trailer for Pearl at the end of the credits, but, but they only yeah. had it in America. They didn't and they tend to do that with that's everything. That's the Thai West one, isn't it? That's a new yeah. Thai West one where it's, they're now doing the pre... Yeah, I have my issues with X. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. We like yeah. that movie. <laughs> I do and I don't. And I, I, and I have my gripes with it based mainly on the fact that it's depending on this Pearl prequel in order to keep it afloat. I think like there was too much 
suggestion throughout that film regarding um, what's the name of the actress who plays Pell? Um, uh, Mia Goth. Mia Goth, yeah. So there's stuff throughout that film where she's in the old lady's photos of the old lady being younger and there's just a lot of stuff throughout that film that feels like it should have a lot more relevance and a lot more backstory to it that's not coming to fruition yet, which is obviously why they've done the Pearl film because they were filmed back to back and that was obviously the intention with it. But I tend to find with my horror films, I don't need a sequel or a prequel or something to yeah. go with it to be able to digest one complete story. I feel like things should be bookended. And if you can develop a story or a prequel from it, that's great. But I shouldn't have to see multiple films to be able to understand one film, which was what my main gripe with X was. There was, there was too many unopened plot points and suggestions throughout that film that, that never got concluded, which annoyed me. Well, they're also supposed to be doing a sequel to X as well, and I don't really know where they're going to take that because the way X ended didn't really leave a lot. Well, it's obviously going to be based around the Mia Goth character, isn't it? Because she's yeah. now playing younger Pearl. She got away at the end, so now her character, Maxine, will then probably be... So it'll probably be Pearl, X, Maxine. Yeah, Pearl times yeah. Maxine. All right, so I see what they've done there with the X thing. Yeah. Um, that makes a little bit more sense now. Ah, he ah. did it. He figured it out. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that at all. So if it, if the if the sequel comes out and it's called Maxine, we called it. There, here. there you yeah. go. You heard it first on the Urine Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is where they're taking this. It will be Pearl times X cross, whatever you want to add it up. Maxine. I reckon that it'll be called Maxine the prequel and the, uh, the sequel. And that will be the trilogy of that story, I imagine. Yeah, I, I just don't know where they're going to go with it. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a genius, <laughs> but I'll take it anyway. Um, so, guys, it's 2020. What are we in? 2022? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> At least one of us know where we're at. What is your most anticipated horror film for the rest of the year? There's some good stuff coming out. We've got Evil Dead Rise. We've got Halloween Ends. Where is there anything in particular you guys are quite excited about what we've got coming up? I want to say Halloween Ends, but then people keep saying that, like, apparently stuff's being leaked and people are saying that it's not great from what I've heard. But uh, where are you guys as the Halloween fans? Where, where are you both at? Are you Halloween I'm, fans? I like Halloween. I like the majority of them. Six can go fuck itself, though. Amen yeah, to that, brother. <laughs> and also, Scott, when you're listening to this, four is not terrible. Come on. We all know it's not. Four is the best in the franchise, barring the original. That's debatable. <laughs> Are you a Halloween fan, Katie? Not massively, no. I've seen I've seen a fair few of them. I haven't seen um H twenty. That's that's the one I haven't seen. Oh H twenty is really, really good. H two O is fantastic. Like that is a more yeah. sort of um scream esque yeah, kind of one in the Halloween franchise. It's really, really cool. Really, really cool. Like if if you're a newcomer to the franchise, that's probably the one that I would sort of recommend more than any. Okay. As like a break in to the franchise, like you can watch that as a as a sort of relaxing. Yeah, like you can sort of just ease yourself in nicely to the franchise. And if it makes you curious enough to go back and pick out everything else, then I really, really like H two O. I think it's a lot of fun. It's very nice. I'm controversial because I actually like the Rob Zombie adaptation. 
Me too. Me too. I'm a big fan. I love what he did with the series. I love what he did with part two, especially. Um, and, and oh yeah, sorry. You said you love Rob Zombie. We need to talk about this love for Rob Zombie because I love Rob Zombie. <laughs> and again, I agree with you. I'm not excited about the monsters either. It's not his wheelhouse and he needs to step away from that and just go back to making dark, hillbilly, violent monsters. <laughs> and decent music as well. Mm. So, yeah. what's your favourite Rob Zombie film? Devil's okay. Rejects. Devil's Rejects, therefore, do you a fan? Uh, I like uh, Rob Zombie's films for the most part, but I, like, I like House, House of the Thousand Corpses, but it's just the the style's a bit weird for me. And that's just, my favourite. My favourite is House of the Thousand Corpses. I'm trying to go... I love the, the grippy, amateur aspect of it. I think it's just... It's a lot of fun. I like it. I like the ideas and the terms that it has to it. The music video style, cinematography that he uses. It's, Come it, it's on. A, I mean, it's like the Devil's Rejects, like the ending, that's got to be one of the best endings in cinematic history. It gives you goosebumps. It is. You hear it is, it is. It's cool. It after is very, that. Very cool. Come on. It is very, very cool. But I don't know. With Devil's Rejects, I feel like it's just like very, very ultra-violent, isn't it? It's like there's a lot of scenes in that that are very difficult to watch and very... Um, and one thing I don't like in horror films is the um, is sexual violence. It's not something that I, I can... Definitely I don't find it really difficult to sit around, sit down and watch and get through. Um, and I feel like he hones in in that quite a lot in, in certain scenes. And don't get me wrong, it's definitely there and definitely relevant in House of a Thousand Corpses. He uses it. Um, but in that that one film in particular, it's quite rough, isn't it? There's a particular scene in the um, motel, which is oh, yeah. incredibly dark. Well, I would suggest not watching Megan is Missing. That's <laughs> actually that on my list. Very... That's actually on my list. I need to watch that. So don't spoil that because I'm don't excited watch to watch it. Don't watch it. You don't you don't yeah. need to watch it. Go listen to our podcast. We literally talk about the whole episode and we'll just Once. we'll break it down for you and then you don't need to see it. Okay. Is it that bad? So is it really that bad? We no, we it is. It's really bad. Yeah. It's upsetting. Okay, so it got famous and like the director used to um issue like a warning before he screened it to people. And the first was don't watch it at night. The second was when you see some text flash up on the screen, you have about 10 seconds to exit out of something that you're going to find very disturbing. Um, and so it was don't watch it at night, don't watch it alone, and that three. I didn't hear any of those three things. I watched it alone. I watched it at night. The thing after the text that flashes up on screen fucking haunts me. It haunts me. That really, thing, that, that, that picture, that Okay, I won't spoil it, but basically it's a picture and that's all I'll say. But that picture was ingrained in my in my head. Like I I kept seeing it. I had to I had to go to the toilet with all the lights on in my house when I was doing like stuff in it like cuz I I'm usually doing my chores at nighttime and I'm fine on my own. I'm always on my own at night. I had to have all my lights on. I was constantly looking out the windows. It just puts this feeling inside you. That's just it it makes oh just it's so bad. It's so bad. And it's it's I think it's it's not just because it's a child, but because things like this actually happen. Like there are actually websites out there that show things like this that happen to girls, to women, and 
the terror. Like, if if you don't want to watch it, just no, Google. I want to watch it. Like, like I, I want to watch it more now that you've said that because I'm curious if, to if know what just, put you in such distress. If you just <laughs> if you just search like Megan is missing, like the it'll picture. Come up on the images. I tell you what, I tell you what. After this, after we finish recording, not tonight because it'll be late by the time we're done here. But tomorrow, I will go and watch Megan is missing because I have it. I already have it pre sort of set won't. and ready to go. I'll go Do watch this tomorrow and I will contact time. you as soon as I've finished it and said, right, I've watched it. Do it alone as well. Don't watch it with your missus. No, 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 no. My, strangely enough, my, my missus is not into into watching horror at all. She does not like horror films. Like She oh, thinks I'm weird for liking horror. <laughs> I, I've got my missus into watching Scream and that's like the best. That's the one she really likes and that's about it. Is that about a I have nobody. Own, I don't, much, I don't yeah. I can watch whatever I want. See, the benefits of being single, like, I maybe just need to just get a little flat on my own and leave my wife and my child and go and watch horror horror films on my own every night. I don't think I've got well movies. Just spread your wings. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I don't think I could go up on my own. I struggle. (laughs) I struggle from day-to-day life, to be honest with you. (laughs) But I'm definitely going to check out Megan's mission tomorrow and see how I get on with that. And I will report back to you immediately as soon as I have. It makes it's been on one of them things where it's been on my list for so so long because it's supposed to be this shock thing. Because this was filmed, it's only been like the past two years that this has been sort of a, a thing, hasn't it? Like all of a sudden it's the internet's more... gone wild for it. But it came it came out a lot a lot a lot many years ago. 2013 it came out. 2013, exactly. So I would say like 2020 was when it all peaked across the internet and everyone was all of a sudden like, Megan missing the most horrifying thing you've ever seen. And then now it's because of the stills that I've explained to you. But there there is like, so Zayford and I, we're like, we're super into found footage movies. Like we, that's the one thing that we share for sure. And this, this movie, it just has an ability to like, the way that they've done it, it's like it's so low budget, but it's so good, you know. Like it's it it gets to you, it gets under your skin, and I actually really feel that it should be in like schools because of how. I mean, it's 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 disgusting and it's scary, and probably should cut out the bit on at the end. That's uh, yeah, I, can't, I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But it, it's it's very it gets to you. There's like this there's these there's these feelings that I had when I was watching it that have barely been evoked by anything. You know, like it 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 affected me. And it's like you don't get movies much like that anymore. And it 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 deserves the hype that it, that it has. It is a nasty. Um, and yeah, I yeah, like we, nasty. So I like to, to be able to test myself as a as a horror fan to be able to see what my limit is. <clears throat> well, you need you need to check out some of the episodes that we're going to be doing for the next six six to twelve months because we're going to be going all the way down to level seven of the disturbing iceberg. There's a lot of snuff. There's a lot of bullshit. Cool. Um, cool. Are you doing like that, <laughs> that vomit trilogy thing that's on there? Yeah, that, yeah. We're that doing. Well, stuff, I haven't seen any of that either. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, I've been on again. I sort of like try to go on Google, and I'm like, 
top 10 most disturbing films of all times and I like to try and pick one and see if it's tolerable to me or not and uh, I see that vomit doll google thing of hell or something that's the one yeah and it's that Lucifer guy who directs them Um, I've seen that come up a few times and I've sort of what I tend to do is that if I've seen something like that, I'll go to YouTube and I'll check out people's reviews of what they think of it or whether it's worth my time. Because nine times out of ten with these films, and they are considered to be the most disturbing things of all time, but they're usually very, very low quality and very, very low budget. And some of them can be a bit of a slug to get through to find only just one scene out of an hour and 40-minute film that's actually made its way onto this list. And I'm like... As much as I'm curious to see it, I'm also like, can I warrant the hour and a half journey to get to a 30-second scene that's made it claim its place on the list? But this this vomit doll thing stuff, that's looks pretty rough. How, have you guys checked any of this out yet? I've not, no. at least. Not yet. No, we're, go- we're no. going into that one blind. We don't know anything about that one. So when can we expect to hear these sort of episodes from you guys? What what when what's your time we're, frame? We're starting um we're we're starting recording them this week, but we've we've already done uh quite a few of them already. We've so. done Tusk, we've done Megan's missing. Uh, yeah. I thought there's another one that was on the list that we've already done. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Megan is missing, Tusk. Um the one thing I did Serbian film is at level five. That's the one film that I can't watch it always, that. I can't do it. It always creeps up on our podcast. I don't know how we end up always talking about it, but I just I I, I universally know. hate that movie. I just it's not because it offends me, it's because it's stupid. Um it's and supposed just, to be like a commentary on Yugoslavian film, and I just was like, Well, nobody fucking understands that that's what it was about. So what was the point no, in that? <laughs> I just don't feel like child pornography or child sexual violence warrants any place metaphor or not it's just i don't think it's appropriate or necessary especially if you're just using it to sell your film because it's shocking um yeah it's shocking and it doesn't deserve a place in cinema for me as far as i'm concerned i think i just think that film's disgusting um and it shouldn't the attention it gets Although I know you're saying like a lot of them are quite low budget, but to be honest with you, there's quite a lot that are high budget films. We've got like Mother, um, Antichrist. We've got a couple of Lars von Trier movies, actually. Uh, the Antichrist House of Jackville. Yeah. I, need to, yeah. I still need to see The House of Jackville. That's the Lars von Trier one. He did the, he yeah. used the same guy who did Antichrist. I need to check that out, actually. Yeah. That's supposed to be good. And it's got Matt Dillon and uh, Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. In that, I need to check that out. That's supposed to be really, really cool. I watched um, a film called Taxidermia, a Hungarian film recently, mm-hmm. which was one I found Googling the same sort of thing, like video nasties and stuff like that. It's a Hungarian film with subtitles. That's wild. If you guys are missing a slot at any point, I don't know how easy it is for you to obtain it. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's definitely worth talking about if you're doing the Iceberg Challenge. I think you, I think that would warrant a place on your list if you get the chance to do it. I'd be interested to know what you guys think about it because it's, it's a wild one. It really, really is. Um, we've got 29 items and we've done like four of them, or five of them. So, yeah, we're kind of, we've got about half the year sorted so far, but we do actually have a veto each. So if there is something that we don't want to do, and I, I have a feeling that it's going to come to us actually doing a Serbian film and I'm going to go, fuck this, Seyford, I'm not doing this. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got um, a human centipede on that list? I've got, got, got the first two on film. 
yeah <laughs> so, so, so we've, got this, we've got the second one not the uh the first one that's yeah so the human centipede two so oh sorry the human centipede the first one is on level two and then the human centipede the human centipede is on level two the human centipede two is on level four so because obviously the human centipede two is a lot worse than the first one um, i don't think it is i don't think it is i think the first one really? i think the first one's horrifying i can i think the second one's a little bit more um fanciful uh in terms of the direction it takes and how over the top its story goes but whereas the first one is so confined and so gritty and and so realistic as well like it, the story that unfolds with these two girls, car breaks down, your standard horror tropes, you turn up at this guy's house, they wake up and they are in literally the most horrifying situation imaginable. I, they, they, that was what I've seen a lot of films. Martyrs is one of the main ones that stuck with me. I hated Martyrs. I mean, I love the film. I think it's a very, very well shot, very well directed, very well acted film. But the idea of Martyrs, the French original, fucked me for a long time. And Human Centipede, the first one, the first sequence, did the same sort of thing. Like, because it's so easily obtainable, this situation, it, it just feels so sort of, I don't know, I just think it, it just feels so real in the way it plays out and how how easily it can, it can become. But whereas the sequel just felt a little bit like it took it to the next level, to the point where it, it, it sort of outgrown the grittiness of the original, if that makes sense. How did you put Martyrs and the Human Centipede together? I was going to say, okay, you looked really offended then. <laughs> Martyrs is like one of my favourite movies, so I take I, issue I with this. Martyrs. I do. I, I recommend it to everybody. I say that on, on, on a good note. I recommend Martyrs to everybody. Really good. But th there is no denying how difficult that film is to watch. Especially within the last closing sort of 20 minutes, the way... I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen that film, but it's a really difficult thing to watch. I don't know. I don't know. For me, as a man watching that film and the, and the suffering she endures in the hands of the society at the end of that film, I, I feel it's very difficult to watch as these events unfold. And I'm not taking anything away from Matters because I love Matters. It's a very, very solid film. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not criticizing <laughs> it, and I'm not criticizing the Human Centipede either because I think that's a very, very good film. But I'm just saying they're very difficult watches, and in terms of horror, they feel very real to me to watch those films. The Human Centipede was hilarious. I didn't think it was that um, bad. I watched it. It was. Like, I, didn't... <laughs> I watched it like, like out, and I didn't think it was that bad. You know, are you a big fan of South Park? Did you ever see the Human Centipede? No, I haven't watched South Park. No. Okay. All right. Why um, did they do a spoof on that and and, and the South yes, Park? Yes, they did, and it's just yeah, yeah. But they go drawing that from that from that. So what's no, the worst I mean, one? What's the first... worst one on your iceberg? I think the worst one, uh, so it's the bottom of uh, level seven, like, which is like engineering year, engineering red. Yeah, that's not coming up till the end. Engineering red. We know little to nothing red. about it. Engineering red. So how have you come Assuming... to that? How have you come to the conclusion that that's gonna be the worst one? So um, do you know the YouTuber critical? No. no. So he, he did like a really in-depth version of the iceberg, but he also mm. condensed it to down to like about just under 30 movies. And I took it from him. So like the actual iceberg is there's hundreds 
of movies and some of them is like debatable whether they should be on there some should be low like if you go on reddit there's like a lot of like altered versions of it um but we're going with like the the most the, the most typical condensed version so we're seeing like the ones that have kind of been picked that really sort of belong on that list um yeah, because if we if we did it if we did the uh, actual iceberg, it was just like 150 films there, and yeah, half of them are probably, and we we wouldn't be able to find them. You know, um, half of them are like in war. Like we we don't know if they actually exist. You know, because like who who knows some of these films are so obscure. Um, yeah. Whereas these these films are kind of like they're in for the most part, like somebody knows these things, like, you know, sort of Vomit Dolls, August Underground, Faces of Death, uh, Snuff 102, Guinea Pig, uh, Vase de Noches, uh, Begotten, Engineering Red, in fact, is like the only one I don't, I've never heard that it be said ever before. Um, I'm going to write that down. I'm curious now if that's at the bottom of the list, how that's going to pan out. Oh, yeah. Well, I can send you the whole list of it if you like. Send me the whole list. Quite a lot of them I do recognize. Guinea Pig, I've seen come up a few times. The Slaughter Vomit Dolls ones, I've seen that pop up a few times. Who Charlie Sheen called into the FBI because he believed that Guinea Pig was a a real snuff film. True story. Don't trust anything Charlie Sheen said. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Zafe, when we were recording, Zafe was like, Charlie Sheen wouldn't do that. No, somebody else. And I was like, I'm Googling this. I'm go- I'd had a Pepsi Max, okay? And I got really jittery. That that whole episode is a mess. I'm literally just like, woo! Like flying all over the internet. And Zafin's just like, good to be back. And I'm just like, yeah! And it- <laughs> we basically it had we hadn't done anything for like a month so we just kind of like poured all of our energy into that episode and it was a lot of fun but yeah charlie sheen uh reporting that to the the guinea pig to the fbi because he really thought it was real so that was that's that's a little fun tidbit about that series um i'm not quite sure how many guinea pigs there actually are but that's the one on our list is guinea there's it's guinea pig devil's experiment is the one that we've got so right I like I said, I don't know. I've just sort of heard that again in forums and conversations on the internet. Mm-hmm. I haven't necessarily seen any of these sort of films. August Red as well. I think that's the one that you mentioned earlier. I think I recognise that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but send me the list. I'll, I'll definitely check through it, see if I've seen ones which I have or I haven't, and and I could use it to refer to in the future if there's anything that I want to dip my toe into to see what I can tolerate. But you mentioned yeah, earlier that you guys is your your wheelhouse is found footage. What's yeah what's your Sorry, go-to? i just i just wanted to correct you it's not it's not august red it's august underground and then engineering red two different movies Sorry, apologies yeah that's the one uh, is it august underground one is i, w- one I will send you that i will send you that list though i think so, yeah it was the august underground one that i was referring to that i recognize i haven't heard of engineering red but if that's from the bottom that's one that i'm most curious about i think hmm oh not curious yeah. about whichever way you want to look at it i suppose <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, anyway, as I said, you guys have mentioned that you, your wheelhouse is, is found footage. Where what, what's what's your most recommended found footage film out there? Oh, um, I don't know. I like, I mean, the Paranormal Activity, like the first couple, are pretty good. Like the first three are pretty solid films. Cloverfield, solid. But these are all just the typical ones. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's a bit more hidden, which. What ones have we done that are a bit more hidden? Megan have you guys seen the Monster Project yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. 
I keep meaning to get that to I was put onto that by Angel of Voices of Mausoleum. That's a very, very solid fan foot show. You check that out. It deals with like uh, basically the concept of it is is that there is vampires, werewolves, demons exist in the world, and this guy who has his YouTube channel, he's basically like, right, well, I'm I'm going to interview these people. I'm going to sit them down. So he does, and it's, he gets them to this location. He brings them in one by one, and does like an interview process with them. Obviously, as you can imagine, shit is fat. Very, very cool. If you get the opportunity to check that out, I think you'd both enjoy it, given that you've Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like people have recommended it enough for me to enjoy it. Mm. And um, Eden Lake as well. That was a recent one that I just watched as well. Have you guys seen Eden Lake? No, but I know which one that is. That's the one with uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, no, apologies. Not Eden Lake. That's not found footage. I'm lying completely out of my ass. Uh, Lake Mongo. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. No, Lake Mongo is quite good. That's good. Write that one down as well. You, you'll enjoy Lake Mongo. That's uh, Australian as far as I'm aware. Australian. It's about a woman that goes missing and the family dealing with their sort of almost ghost style thing in her house. It's good. It's good. It's really, really good. It sounds a lot more dumbed down than it actually deserves to be. It's filmed in like a documentary style rather than your typical okay. found footage. It blends the two quite well. It does have the found footage style stuff in there, but it's filmed like a like a true crime documentary yeah. you would find on um, Netflix or something like that. I think one, one of my favorite ones, was... one of my favorite ones that we've covered recently was a uh, Spree. Spree was pretty good. Spree, Spree's I fantastic. Um, I love Jake Perry as well. He's great. We also yeah. did. He, he we did Dashcam too, which is like in very similar vein to that, um, which was, you know, not as professional that's, as Spray, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, that's the newest one by the same guy who did Hearst, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Because I've seen a lot of people talking about that recently on the internet. It's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of like um, this woman who like freestyle raps in her car uh, and that's it and she it's all about her as a personality and the funniest thing like the main the main character she's a real person she's literally the same as what she is in the in the film we it's kind yes. of like we you perceive her as you like this woman can't be real this personality has got to be fabricated but she's a legit person um it's and she's received so i think she, she, well her personality from what i can tell like on instagram and her twitter and thing is very it's very much like she kind of she kind of like is enjoying the hype of the film mm. um but at the same time she definitely has like her own views about things um very yeah, controversial. Contra- controversial views within the film at, at least i don't know personally but she's a oh no film, she, she's well, anti-vax uh pro very much yeah very much pro-trump in the film yeah um just and how yeah. does that direction unfold in terms of the horror is it is it a paranormal film is it a slasher film is it i we can't even tell you like what even happened in that film like i was so i just i don't even know how to feel it's been months since i watched that film and i'm still like what what was that and i'm like Zafer, do you need to you need to watch this and he just he watched it and he just was like katie what the fuck did I just watch? Like we both have the same opinion of it because it's like we can't even explain to you what it's about. There is like a supernatural element to it. There's an old lady. Um, it's it's a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> like, it's, it's a bit. It's fun. It's fun. Um, but it's like what? What? Huh? I'm just going to give you guys film recommendations now for the next sort of six months. <laughs> it's definitely one of those. It's something you'd watch and 
just be like, huh? I should probably be high to watch this to get it a bit more because <laughs> that might help. It, it's, I'd say watch it and see what you think. I will, I will, but again, again, I haven't seen Hearst that I did previously. Before I've never this. seen Hearst. If that was I mean, a lockdown film he did, wasn't it, on like an iPhone or something well, like that? Well, apparently they were filmed roughly around the same time. They were both filmed in 2020. Oh, really? So they were yeah. both mid-pandemic filmed? Yeah, pretty much. It was basically like the start of the pandemic, pretty much. Oh, cool. Well, I'll go back. I'll check them out, see where it goes. Um, so sell yourself, guys. Tell everyone where they can find you. Because usually on Newsweek, it's just me and Scott talking the shit. I mean, it's been very enjoyable having you both on here tonight. But I think like... Now is the time for you to take the floor. Tell everybody where they can find you, why they should come to your show. I'll let you take Which it. Which you should, by the way, because that show is fantastic. So we are Spaceman and the Doll. We are on Zayford. What what platforms we are on? We're on Spotify. Pretty we're much on all iTunes. We're on we're on a lot of things. Um Zayford is a lot more active on our actual page than I am. I'm very active on my page, but that doesn't negate from the fact that I really do care about this podcast and we really do love talking about movies. We kind of go a little bit OTT, off topic. We talk a lot. We have a lot of fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously, except for me. Sometimes I do get a bit (laughs) contrived. I try not to be, but I I can't help it. yeah we you know we we really love horror we love horror movies and zayford actually contacted me um in like it was of last year and just said have you ever thought yeah i was like do you what do you want to do do you ever want to do a podcast like a horror podcast and i was like absolutely and it was just two people who like never got to talk to horror about horror to anyone being able to talk to each other about horror about something that we really enjoy and we we love it we love doing it it's so much fun um we've done 30 episodes now zayford is very like mysticized as to how we managed to get so far me too partially because of my own demise um but yeah we we really 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 love doing it we really enjoy doing it it's not a drag for us we're passionate about it and um yeah please if if you want to come and listen to us we'd love it if you you know we have a little great community already but we we would love it if more people would listen to us because we we love doing what we do so exactly yeah. and that's half the, half the enjoyment of doing it is the interaction from everybody else it's great when an episode comes out and people come back and report back and say oh, i loved your take on this or you guys really broke that down in a way that i never looked at before i mean it's cool to have that opportunity to be able to interact with the community and and, and get feedback from people who like talking about the same sort of stuff that we necessarily as horror fans don't tend to get in our day-to-day life and like i said earlier my wife doesn't like horror Mm. My friends who I hang around with on a day-to-day basis don't necessarily like horror. And that weird horror guy who's like, oh, yeah, Willow's weird. He watches – I say Willow like everybody knows that that's my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he's that guy who likes horror. If anyone wants to watch some weird shit, just talk to him. He'll tell you which to watch sort of thing. So it's nice yeah, to be I able to have it. Yeah, it's nice to have that that community to be able to digest that with and talk with and, and, and stuff. And, and – I really, really loved your episode on um, oh, what was uh, the sadness, the way you broke that down and the insights you had, especially you, Kate, that some of the stuff you said on that episode was 
was fantastic. I really loved your take and your views on that film and, and what it was trying to represent. It was it was a very, very insightful episode. So if, if you guys haven't checked out Spaceman and the Doll already, I strongly recommend you do. These guys are great. They're very dedicated and their content is, is outstanding. So please give them a listen, give them a share, follow a like, wherever you wherever you can. They 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 clearly appreciate it and, and as do I if you do check them out. Um I'm going to call it a day tonight, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on both Newsweek and on the Standard Show. Congratulations you, once again on demolishing the Broken Spirit quiz. I'm sure Scott's not going to be too happy. That. I'm sure I'm <laughs> I never would be too happy. Let you get as far as you did. Um, in fact, I think Scott is the one who got the fairest up until this point. I think he got to 13 yeah. as well. He, he was over 13 or 14. He was very, he was very close, wasn't he? And then he he did. He got very humbled. far himself. So I'm kind of glad that you're not only Pippin Heather, but you're, you're, you're now completely on par with Scott, which might drop him down a peg or two as well. So congratulations <laughs> on that, guys. And uh, yeah, you've been diamonds. Thanks for coming on. I really, really Thank appreciate you, you bail out with this um, this solo episode on my own and the patience you've had with me for it. <laughs> no so. worries. I think you did fantastic. Good. Cheers, guys. Yeah, solid. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You've been awesome. Thank you for listening to our latest edition of Horror Movie News. Uh, if you like this and you want to check out the main show, make sure you head over to our website, which is yourunpodcast.com. Remember, you run the show.